Hello beloved, welcome to our teaching today. Kindly remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you can be able to access our previous teachings and the teachings that we are bringing henceforth. Welcome. So today I want us to learn about something very special. I want to introduce somebody to you. His name is the Holy Spirit. I know you've known quite a lot about him. You've heard so much about him. So today I want to introduce him to you in a more clearer perspective. I want you to know him. I want you to be able to fellowship with him. And I want you to depend on him because he is your helper. So wherever you are, welcome and feel free to open your heart and yourself to receive from the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we thank you for giving us this moment. We thank you for the word that we are about to learn today. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, who is our helper, who is our guide. We thank even as we teach about him, he will be able to reveal himself to others. We thank you, Father, for our hearts are ready to hear and to receive from you. In the name of Jesus, amen. So, who is the Holy Spirit? I believe we should start from there. You all have an understanding or a perspective of who he is. But today I want us to make it so clear according to Jesus' word. So I will turn with you to John chapter 14. I want to show you something very important. We all know this scripture. In John 15, 14, 6, Jesus says, you know, when he was with disciples, he said something very common that we always talk about. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus now introduces himself here. From here we all say this scripture and we all know that Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, Jesus is the life. So hold on there. The same Jesus comes to say, the same John chapter 14 from verse 12. I want us to read just from verse 12 a little bit so we can understand the flow. Jesus says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than this he will do, because I go to my Father. Listen again. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So Jesus is saying, whatever we ask in his name, it shall be done to us. And at the same time he says he's going to the Father. Okay, just see something else. John 14 still from verse 16, he says, And I will pray to the Father, okay, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. These are Jesus' words. He's still with his, his, his disciples, and he's now telling them about his going, his departure. He's going in terms of the flesh. You know, when Jesus was on earth the first time that he came to Israel, he was Jesus the man. It was the Spirit of God in a body, the body called Jesus. So this Jesus is talking as the man, as the man, as the flesh that the disciples used to be with. They could touch him, they could see him, they could talk to him. But now Jesus is introducing another entity whom we call the helper. So Jesus is saying, I will pray and the Father will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. You see, for as long as Jesus was in the body, for as long as Jesus was in the flesh, he could never abide with us forever. 
we all know the body has expiry date and we all know Jesus came so as to take the sin away so there was a point when the body of Jesus had to die so he him being in the man in the flesh he could never abide with his people forever so now he's telling us about somebody so read again 17 he says the spirit of truth take you back to John 14:6 what has he said i am the way i am the truth and the life so jesus is introducing the spirit of truth so who is the spirit of truth or who is the holy spirit let's read some more the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him amen for he dwells with you and will be in you i will not leave you orphans i will come to you so jesus has made it very clear he is coming as the Holy Spirit. He is coming to dwell in you and with you. He is coming to abide in you forever. So who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is Jesus. The Holy Spirit is Jesus unlimited. The Holy Spirit is Jesus accessible to all. The Holy Spirit is Jesus beyond just the flesh. So he is the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of truth. That's why he says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So he's coming as the Holy Spirit. And this is where most people say they are waiting for Jesus' second coming. But this is the second coming. When, there is, when, when, the, when the Holy Spirit came upon people at Pentecost, we all know in Acts chapter 2, that was Jesus' second coming. The first time Jesus came on earth, he came as flesh. He came for the purpose of dealing with sin. He died he was buried, he resurrected. So the second time he comes upon mankind again, he comes as the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. There is no difference between Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It is one person, only that this time he is not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And like he says, he came so that he can dwell in us and with us abide in us forever the only way god can abide in us forever is if he is the holy spirit the only way god can be with you wherever you are and be with me here and be with another person is if he's in the spirit when jesus was here in the flesh he was only limited to israel he could only minister in israel he could only heal people there he could only go as far as his feet could take him but now as spirit he is unlimited he is, he is in his church. He is in every believer. I might be here in Kenya. You might be wherever you are. But we are together in the spirit of Christ, in the spirit of truth. So the Holy Spirit is here. What is his purpose or what is his function? You see, you remember just like Jesus was here in the flesh. Jesus came to reveal the Father. Jesus came to reveal the will, the mind. And the, and the plan of God for mankind. So the same way the Spirit is here, He's here to reveal Jesus to mankind. Jesus himself said, He will testify of me. So the only reason the Holy Spirit is here, He is to here to testify of Jesus Christ. And who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is the gospel. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, let us just look at it. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we learn very clearly from Paul's letter about what the gospel is. He says, 1 Corinthians 15, let us read up to verse 4. He says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, 
which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast that word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. So Paul is introducing to us the gospel. It is through this gospel that we are saved. It is through this gospel that we stand. Then he says, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So what is the gospel? The gospel is the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. From Genesis to Revelation, everything revolves around this. The gospel is Jesus Christ. That's why we call it the finished works. The gospel is Jesus, who he is and what he did, and that by faith in him we receive eternal life. So why is the Holy Spirit here on earth? He is here to testify of this truth. Remember, he's called the Spirit of Truth, and Jesus is the truth. So the Holy Spirit is here. Actually, Jesus himself said he does not speak on his own accord. He does not speak of his own word. He speaks what he hears of the Father. He speaks of the gospel. He speaks of Jesus Christ. Let us go back again to John 14. So we have learned that the Holy Spirit is Jesus. I love this scripture in John 14, 18. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. If ever you have doubted if Jesus has come or has not come, if ever you've doubted the presence of God in this world, this scripture makes it very clear to you, the words of Jesus. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. So why did Jesus use the words orphan? Now, like we said in the previous teachings that salvation is when you believe the gospel and when you believe you become a son of God for God seals you with the spirit. You become born again anew in the spirit. You become a son of God. So when you believe the gospel, when you became born again, it didn't end there. God sealed you with the spirit. God deposited his spirit in you so that it gives you the right to call him Abba Father. Let me show you in Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, we are learning about the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, And because you are sons, how did you become sons? You became sons when you became born again. You became born again when you heard the gospel and you believed. So, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Who is the son of God? It is Jesus. Jesus who said he's the way, the truth, and the life. Now he tells you the spirit is the spirit of truth. So now God here is saying, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. The only right you have, the only power, the only legal right you have to call God your father is if his spirit is in you, the spirit of sonship, the spirit of Jesus Christ, the spirit of truth. Other versions say the spirit of adoption. So the reason why we are convinced, we are persuaded, we walk in this consciousness, we walk in this knowledge that God is my father. It is because his spirit is in us. Without the spirit of God, you cannot be of God. You have no relationship of, with God. Let me show you about that in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 from verse 14. It's actually, it even makes clear what we just read in Galatians chapter 4. 
He says, For you did not, Romans chapter 18, I'm reading from verse 15, he says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Galatians 4 has told us that we receive the spirit of his son. We receive the spirit of Christ. We receive the spirit of Jesus. We received the spirit of sonship. We received the spirit of truth. So the only way you are related with the Father, the only way you can call him Father, the only way you are related with God is by his spirit being in you, whom you received upon believing the gospel. So he says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him and may we also glorify with him. Amen. So it is the spirit who is in us that makes us even heirs of God, that makes us sons of God, that makes us even joint heirs with, with Christ. It is the spirit of God in us who gives us even the authority to say that, you know what, I am Christ. Why am I Christ? Because the spirit of adoption, the spirit of the son of God is in me. I am known by the spirit. This flesh profits me nothing. So we are born of God by this spirit of adoption. So the Holy Spirit is in us to seal us unto redemption, to seal us unto, let me show you that scripture in Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, Paul tells us something very beautiful concerning the same Holy Spirit. From 13, he says, and this one even explains how we receive the Holy Spirit, that we who first trusted in Christ to be praised in his, of his glory, in him also you trusted after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So the Holy Spirit is our seal. The Holy Spirit is the only proof that you belong to God. So many times you ask people a question like, do you believe in Jesus or... <coughs> Are you born again? And they will tell you, I go to church, I sing in the choir, I tithe, I give offering. But you see, that doesn't mean anything. The only way you belong to the Father, the only way you have believed, the only way you are born of God, the only way you are saved is if you have the Holy Spirit in you. The Father knows his sons as by his spirit being in them, the spirit of sonship. If you have no spirit of sonship, you cannot claim to be of God. That you sing in the choir, that you go to church, that you read your Bible, that you know verses here and there, does not mean that you belong to God. You only belong to God if you have the Holy Spirit in you. You only belong to God if you have the spirit of truth in you. And it is this spirit who sanctifies us. It is this spirit who sets us apart from the people of the world. The only difference between a believer and a non-believer is that the believer has the spirit of sonship, has the spirit of truth, has the spirit of God in them. So now we know the Holy Spirit and we know why he's here. He's here to testify of Jesus. He's here to seal those who believe. What else is the Holy Spirit here for? Let's continue in our reading in John. John chapter 16. 
something very important. So Jesus says in John chapter 16 from verse 13 that, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. So the only way we learn of God, the only way we learn the truth in regards to our identity, in regards to our Father, it's by this spirit because he will guide you into all truth. The gospel that we preach, we, we preach it by the spirit. We don't preach the, the gospel by the Bible. We don't preach the gospel by our experience. We don't preach the gospel just because we saw people say it or what and what. We preach the gospel by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who testifies of Jesus. It is the Holy Spirit who testifies of the finished works. It is the Holy Spirit who testifies of the truth. And this Holy Spirit is in us who believe. That's why in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul said to the Galatians, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. So why is, is Holy Spirit in our body? He's here to testify of Jesus. He's here to make the world aware of Jesus and his finished works. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. Even those who prophesy, and they prophesy according to, to, to the gospel, according to the truth, they prophesy by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everything that pertains to the ministry of God is done by the Spirit. So he's guiding us into all truth. Truth pertaining to the gospel, truth pertaining to your purpose here on earth, truth pertaining to everything concerning you as a son of God. You have the helper in you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Anything that you want to know about the future or about tomorrow, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Those who prophesy and they prophesy to this, according to the accurate knowledge of Christ, they do so by the Spirit. So Jesus has made it very clear. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Say so the Holy Spirit speaks no other language or speaks of no other person except Jesus Christ. That's why I want us to turn back to the same John 16 from verse 9. From verse 8, the very main purpose of the Holy Spirit coming. This scripture is usually greatly misunderstood, but I want us to look at it today. John 16 from verse 8, he says, And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. Remember, Jesus has already clarified, has already said that, that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and he testifies of him. He testifies of Jesus. So he says again, he, has, he will convict the world of sin. What does it mean? To convict the world means to make the world aware. So what does it mean when it says the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin? It simply means the Holy Spirit is here to make men aware of what Jesus did as far as their sin is concerned. The Holy Spirit is here to reveal to men that Jesus was made your sin. The death of Jesus was the death of your sin. The burial of Jesus was the judgment of your sin. The resurrection of Jesus was the, the, was the availability of your righteousness by faith. So the Holy Spirit is here to only testify of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will never tell you that you are a murderer, that you are a thief, that you are what, because the Holy Spirit speaks no other language apart from Jesus. But the Holy Spirit will turn you to Jesus. He will tell you, you know what? You are falling short of the glory of God. He will tell you, you know, you can do this on your own. 
turn to Jesus. There is someone here. There is someone who died as your sin. There is someone who carried your cross. There is someone who carried your burden. Believe in him. The Holy Spirit only testifies of Jesus. And then he says, of, and of righteousness and of judgment. This is usually where I, I, I always want us to think. He has said, the Holy Spirit is coming to convict the world of sin. Now we have understood that, of righteousness. How does the Holy Spirit convict the world of righteousness? Is the world righteous? No, the world cannot be righteous unless it believes in Jesus. Christ is the righteousness of mankind. So whoever has believed in Jesus is righteous. So the Holy Spirit is coming to tell the world that righteousness is only found in one man, Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is here to tell the world that, you know what, by faith in Jesus Christ, you become righteous. So how does the Holy Spirit do this? By preaching Christ, by revealing Christ to mankind. So many times we think that the gospel is only available to people when we speak it, when we preach it. But have you ever come to think, what about in those days when the Bible wasn't there? What about in those days that people hadn't received education or civilization? Do you think there was no gospel being preached to them? There was. The Spirit is able to preach Christ to a heart of a man directly. There are so many people who have testimonies of having believed the gospel without even anyone preaching to them, without them even ever hearing the good news. Why? Because the good news come directly into your heart by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is able to go to a country where there is no Bible. The Holy Spirit is able to go to a country where there are no preachers. The Holy Spirit is able to go to a country where all, all, all manner of speaking about Christ is tamed. They are not allowed to. The Holy Spirit is able to go there. That's why Jesus said, it is for your own good. It is for your own benefit that I go. Because when I go, the helper will come to you. The Holy Spirit is not limited by anything. The Holy Spirit is not limited by whether you are blind, you are dumb, or you are not educated. He is able to reveal Christ to every heart, to every man, in the language that anyone understands. So there is no man who has ever died. There is no man that will ever die without having heard the gospel first. That you didn't preach to them doesn't mean they didn't hear it. There is the Holy Spirit who does that. He makes the world aware of sin. Turning them to Jesus, who was made sin and died as your sin. He makes men aware of righteousness, which is available in Christ when he resurrected. He makes men aware of their judgment. What does this mean? The Holy Spirit makes men aware that Jesus was judged their judgment. When Jesus was hanging on that cross, that was you being judged. When Jesus resurrected, that was God telling you, you know what, now righteousness is available, life is available by believing in Jesus Christ. There is no any other language that the Holy Spirit speaks except Jesus Christ because all that pertains to God is in Jesus Christ. The same way there is no sin, you can never ever speak of sin outside of Jesus. Why? Because God made Jesus sin. If there was any sin in this world, the last time it was sin, it was on Jesus' body. That's why the Holy Spirit is here to make you aware of where sin is and what happened to it. That's why what is available for you is to believe and receive righteousness, to believe and live eternally. So the Holy Spirit is in this world to testify of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is in this world to seal those who believe. It is by this sealing, it is by him being in you, that you are able to cry out to God, Abba, Father. 
So the Holy Spirit is here to guide us into all truth. Many times we read the Bible, many times we hear preachings all over of everything about the good news. But you see, unless you have the Holy Spirit in you, you will be lost in all this clutter. You need the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth. You need the Holy Spirit to teach you. You need the Holy Spirit to reveal Christ to you. There are so many of us who know scriptures. People know the Bible. If you ask them one thing, they will bring another because they know they know all verses in the Bible that speak about a particular subject or a particular thing. But you see, knowing all scriptures of the Bible or defending scripture by scripture, you know, somebody brings this scripture and you bring another one to defend, that doesn't mean that you know the truth. The truth who is Jesus is received by revelation. Unless the Holy Spirit reveals the truth to you, unless the Holy Spirit reveals Christ to you, you can know as many scripture as ever, you can go to all Bible schools, you can be the best theologian, but you will never know Jesus. Beloveds, we need to open our hearts to receive the Holy Spirit. We need to open our hearts to be revealed the gospel by the Holy Spirit. There are so many things that the Holy Spirit knows that is not written in your Bible. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I love this scripture because it reveals to us the personality of the Holy Spirit as in compared to what is written in your Bible. He says, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11, Paul writes to us and he says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him even so no one knows the things of god except the spirit of god so as much as the holy spirit is here to preach the gospel to reveal christ to men he's making paul makes it very clear by the inspiration of the holy spirit that no one knows christ no one knows god no one knows jesus the way his spirit knows him Amen? No one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. The perfect way to know God, the perfect way to clearly know God with no illusion, with no shadows, is to trust in the Holy Spirit, is to know Him by the Holy Spirit. When we study the Word, we open our hearts for the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what we just read. And then He says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us to God. So another purpose of the Holy Spirit to be here is that He reveals our inheritance. He reveals what we have received from God. That's why I said the Holy Spirit only testifies of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will never, will never make you focus you on yourself or on your weaknesses or on your strength or on your accomplishment. The Holy Spirit will always turn you to Jesus. Why? Because what did you receive from God when you believed? You received Jesus. You received God. You received your inheritance, which is Christ. So the Holy Spirit is always in you, with you, and for you to show you just who you are, to show you your Christ identity, to show you that you are forgiven, to show you that you are righteous by faith, to show you that you have the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit will never tell you that you are not educated, that you are not qualified. He will always reveal Christ to you with your qualification. The Holy Spirit will never turn you to your works or to your achievements, or to what you do and what you don't do. The Holy Spirit always turns you to Christ. That's why in the same 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30 to 31, he says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, 
who became for us wisdom from God. Who is Christ Jesus? Christ Jesus is the one we have said who is the Holy Spirit who came, who said he will not leave us as orphans and is in us. Christ Jesus is the Son of God and is the same Spirit that now God has sent in us of sonship. So having the Holy Spirit in you means having God in you. It means having Jesus Christ in you. It means you having all that pertains to life and godliness. Then he says, wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So you are not wise because you went to school and acquired all the kind of degrees and trainings. You are wise because the spirit of Christ is in you. You are wise because he is your wisdom. He is the mind of Christ in you. You are not righteous because you don't do this or because you do this or because you, 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 you wear this or you don't wear that. You are righteous because of the Christ in you, the spirit of, his, of God who is in you. You are sanctified, not because you don't hang out with, with people that you think are, are worse than you, not because you don't go to the clubs, not because you don't go where people say that is where it belongs to people who are of sin. You are sanctified because of the spirit who is in you. Amen. You are redeemed because of the spirit who is in you. That's why we, we, we learned in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 that when we believe the gospel, God sealed us with his Holy Spirit with our down payment for redemption. The only evidence, the only proof that on the day of glorification that we shall put on a new body is because you have the down payment in you with the Holy Spirit. The only evidence, the only proof that you are the wife of Jesus, you are the bride of Jesus, is if you have the Holy Spirit who is more like a ring. That you know what, I've booked you, you are mine, you belong to me, and soon I'll bring you the whole package. And the whole package here is now the glorification of our body. Beloved, when you believe the gospel, you received the Holy Spirit. So many times we live this life forcing ourselves making it so difficult, with worry, with pressures and depressions. We live as orphans. That's why many of you are running up and about looking for people to be your spiritual mother, to be your spiritual father. You behave like orphans because you are not aware of the spirit who is in you. Jesus himself has already said, I will not leave you orphans. So who is an orphan? An orphan is a person who does not have the Holy Spirit. And the only way they don't have the Holy Spirit is because they have not believed the gospel. But you, beloved, you believe the gospel. You say you are a believer. You say you are a believer of Jesus Christ. Therefore, you receive the Holy Spirit. In you is the entire inheritance of God. That's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2 that the Spirit of God in us who searches the deep things of God, he reveals to us what has been freely given to us. The Holy Spirit is in you to turn you, to point you to your inheritance, to point you to the perfect will of God for you. The Holy Spirit is in you to help you. There is nothing that is too big. There is nothing that is too foolish for God. The Holy Spirit cares about everything concerning you and he wants to help you. Even when you are seated down and you are worried, you don't know the next move. You don't know where this and this will come from. You need to turn inside of you and look for the Holy Spirit and turn to the Holy Spirit and just yield for him to help you. You are never lonely. You are never alone. Didn't Jesus say the helper will come and he will live in you, with you, and will abide with you forever? 
there is no single day a believer is alone no matter where you are no matter what is happening i want you to know that by the faith of jesus christ you have the holy spirit in you he is your helper he is your seal he has given you the legal right to call god your father amen also let me show you another thing as well about the holy spirit that he does for us in romans chapter 8 again Romans chapter 8 very important scripture that I want you to know you know we all read this scripture let me read it for us today again Romans chapter 8 verse 26 he says likewise the spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Sometimes we're in that place where you don't know what next. You don't know what you should do. You you, you are just not so sure about everything. But you see, today I want you to learn that you are not alone. There is the spirit of God in you. When you don't know how to pray, he prays for you. When you don't know which direction to take, he will guide you. When you don't know which decision to make, just yield to him. He will give you the perfect mind of Christ. And he says what? He intercedes for us according to the will of God. The same one we are told, he searches the deep things of God. A believer is not supposed to live as an orphan. A believer is not supposed to be lonely or alone or depressed. A believer is always with God. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit who is on this earth, he doesn't live in the air. He lives in you. He doesn't live upon you. He lives in you permanently. He indwells you. Your body is his temple. From today, dear son of God, I would like for you to walk in this consciousness that you are not alone. Life or things are not hard. You have the helper. Even if it is your marriage, even if it is your business, even if it was whatever you are doing, you need to walk in the assurance that you know what? I am not alone in this. I have the Holy Spirit, and I want you to know that there is nothing that is mundane to God. There is nothing that is insignificant that is not of importance to God. Everything is of significance to him. Everything matters, and the Holy Spirit wants to help you. in everything whether it is your work whether it is your marriage there are many times i usually tell people like as women we always say you know um i'm planning my family i want to have children who are you know after one year or after two years or after three years i want to do this and this but we forget that the holy spirit is even interested in helping you plan your marriage yes He is able to help you plan your children or space them. The Holy Spirit is able to manage your marriage. The Holy Spirit is able to calm every water besides you. You are not alone. You are not meant to be alone. You are not an orphan. You don't need a spiritual mother or a father. They have no power to sire spiritually. The only person that can give birth to a spirit is the spirit and he is in you. Everything you need to know about God you don't have to be running to prophets to and from you are your own prophet Isn't it written that Jesus is the express image of the invisible God Also Hebrews testifies that in the old God used to speak through prophets but now he has spoken through his son with his express image and now where is this son he is in you You are your greatest prophet you are your greatest You know the things we call destiny shaper or planning everything concerning you. You have that power. 
in Peter, you know, 2nd Peter chapter 1 from verse 3, Peter tells us that as his divine power, he has given us all that pertains to life and godliness. That's why I was telling you, the Holy Spirit in you is your inheritance. The Holy Spirit in you is every blessing from God. God has given us all blessings pertaining to life, uh, all the spiritual blessings which are in Christ. And where are they? They are in you. Now, the more you know this, the more you know that you know God is in me, everything that pertains to him is in him, the more you are able to work out your salvation. Working out your salvation does not mean that you try your own ways of pleasing God. Working out your salvation means now you putting out what is already put in you. What you have in you by the Holy Spirit, now manifesting it for the world to know. And how do you do this? By acquiring the right knowledge of who you are in Christ. The day that you shall grasp, the day that you shall walk in the truth that you know what? I am a son of God by his spirit that is in me. You know what? I am not alone. I am not an orphan. I am not forgotten. Many times you go through difficult things and you start saying, Oh God, why have you forsaken me? God can never forsake you. God is in you. And the best thing you can ever do is to know and to walk in this knowledge. The day you'll start living a life of peace, a life of joy, a life of manifestation of the power of God is the day that you shall really come into rest and the acceptance that you know what? The Holy Spirit lives in me. You know, I always say the most powerful person, the wisest person, the richest person, the most beautiful and well-endowed person on this earth is the person who has the Holy Spirit and knows it and walks in this knowledge because the Holy Spirit is God himself in you. If you remember the life of Jesus when he was on earth, Jesus was never like any other person. Jesus was unique. We all see that. Jesus did what no man could do. And now the same Jesus says, because he's going to the Father, you shall do greater works. How? Because you have him. The very Jesus that raised the dead, the very Jesus that did great signs is in you. The very spirit that was in him is in you. You're not any different from Jesus. Maybe just your name. You are John. You are Josephine. You are who? But him, he was Jesus. Yet the same spirit that worked in him to do all these great works is in you. The spirit that enabled Jesus to walk on that water without sinking is in you. The spirit that enabled Jesus to raise the dead and to preach the good news is in you. Son of God, you are endowed. You are blessed. You are gifted. You have all that pertains to God in you. The only thing you need now is to walk in it. And this is the Holy Spirit. You know, so many times, in our religious activities, in our own efforts, we lock out the Holy Spirit. So many times we want to dwell so much on what Paul said, what Peter said. There are many of us who have rejected the truth. They have rejected the gospel because you think Paul didn't say it or Peter didn't say it. But we forget that the same Paul said, be led by the Holy Spirit. The same Paul told you, it is the Spirit who searches the deep things of God. When we study the word, when we sit down to get the knowledge of God, we should open our hearts. We should know that there is more we can know from this Holy Spirit. Today, I just want you to open your heart, to open yourself for the Holy Spirit who is in you, for the Holy Spirit who is with you to reveal Christ to you.
Today I just want you to walk in the consciousness that you know what, no matter how life can be, no matter how difficult, I have God in me. And because I have God, then I am the most powerful. I have overcome this world. Because the power of God to overcome is the Holy Spirit in you. Today I want you to know that you know what, stop saying that, I can't preach the gospel or I don't know these things of God, I can't teach them. We don't teach by our own strength. We don't teach by our own, you know, our own qualification or the wisdom of men. Jesus even used to tell his disciples, you will stand before authorities to testify of me. And he told them what? Don't worry, I will give you the utterances. Whenever we make ourselves available, whenever we do the simple thing of studying to show us our, ourselves approved, the Holy Spirit does the rest. You can just learn a few things about God, but the Holy Spirit is able through you to teach them, to make them clear. That's why each and every believer is endowed to manifest Christ, whether in words, whether in lifestyle, we are all enabled. We are all ministers of Christ. We are all priests of God. We are all kings of God. How? By the Spirit. Beloved, let us open our hearts. Let us open our minds to know the Holy Spirit, for him to reveal God to us. There is so much about God that is not written. There is so much about the purpose of God for you that is not written anywhere. But the Spirit in you who searches the deep things of God is willing to reveal them to you. And the Holy Spirit only testifies of truth. The Holy Spirit will never tell you what is not Jesus. He will always testify to you of the truth. That's why Jesus says, I am the truth. And then he says, the spirit of truth will come. So the only testimony that the Holy Spirit has is of Jesus Christ. You know, many times we hear many people preaching all kind of things and you hear people getting turned. They don't know which is truth or they don't know if this is a lie. You lack that discernment because you are not really trained in the truth. You are not really, you know, like Paul says, let the word of God richly dwell in your heart. When we open our hearts, for the Holy Spirit to richly dwell in us with the wisdom of God, for the Holy Spirit to, to, to be our lead, to be our guide, there is no single day will be carried away or be tossed away by lies. A person that is led by the Holy Spirit will always stand. A person that is led by the Holy Spirit will, will always be able to rightly divide. This is the truth, this is a lie will never be caught in between. A person that is led by the Holy Spirit will always be in the will of God, doing everything that pertains to God. And yes, you have the Holy Spirit in you. What you are lacking is knowledge. But today you have the knowledge. Now begin seeing yourself as a son of God. I have the Spirit in me which gives me the legal right to call God my Father. Begin seeing yourself as a person that is helped. Yes, the Holy Spirit is your helper. Everything that pertains to your life, He is interested and willing to help you. Begin to see yourself that, you know what, Christ is my righteousness. It's not what I do or don't do. See yourself as, you know what, Christ is my wisdom. It's not about the schools that I went to. It is not about the books that I read. Christ is your wisdom. Christ is your sanctification. The more we open our hearts, the more we open ourselves, the more to the Holy Spirit, the more we'll be able to manifest Christ. Amen? Wherever you are today, if you have believed the gospel, if you really believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that he died as your sin, he was buried as your judgment, and he resurrected as your justification, if you have believed, I just want you to know that you have received the Holy Spirit. Our part is in the believing the gospel. 
the ceiling, the justification is of God. The moment you believe the gospel, whether you know it or not, whether you breathe in out or not, whether you, sp- you pray in tongues or not, whenever you believe the gospel, God seals you with the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, the evidence of our salvation is the faith. Let no one start pressuring you or speaking into tongues or prophesying or doing signs. The evidence of our salvation is the faith that we received by the sealing of the Holy Spirit. There are so many people out here who have believed and God has sealed them, only that they don't know or they they know and they're not sure, but they're not praying in tongues. Yet people will make you believe that because you do not pray in tongues, you don't have the Holy Spirit. That is not true. The evidence of our salvation is the faith. Do you have the faith? Do you believe that Jesus says he is? Do you believe that Jesus died? Jesus was buried? Jesus resurrected? Yes, you have received the gift of faith. You have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now what you need is knowledge. And in due time you'll find yourself walking in the perfect will of God for your life. Manifesting the power of God in you. Manifesting the spirit of God in you. Beloved, I want you to know that you are not alone. Even when the world looks like things are so difficult, you are not alone. You are not an orphan. You have the Father in you. You have the Spirit of God in you. He helps you. He cares for you. Even when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like things are so difficult, just open your mouth and say, Help me, Holy Spirit. What do I do, Holy Spirit? Which way do you want me to go, Holy Spirit? Just be aware. There is nothing as powerful and as as glorious as always being aware or walking in the consciousness that he is in you. Sometimes when you're just doing your own things, just say that, just tell the Holy Spirit, I know you are in me. I know you are with me. I know you are for me. Because it is true. He is in you. You received him the day you believed the gospel. Amen. Like always, our channel of communications are open. I am on Facebook as Josephine Hild and Josephine Hild Ministries. Kindly feel free to ask your questions, to engage me, to give me feedbacks. Anything you want to know about the Holy Spirit, I'm here. And wherever you are, I want you to know that you are loved, you are blessed. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen.